This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new week of episodes on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing on this Monday? Well, I am freshly awake, and uh, here we go. Um, I can't say anything different other than I'm tired, but I do have the day up. The day, see? The day <laughs> up. Who has the day up? The day off, so I can get caught up on movies, TV shows, and most importantly, sleep, so that way I'm not a walking zombie. So that means Taco Tuesday, Tony. Should be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed since I don't have to work tonight. So nice. that'll be a good thing. That will yeah. be a good thing. You know, it's uh, Monday is always a little bit of a, a difficult proposition because, you know, you're used to the weekend and your body, you know, adapts differently. And then, obviously, you know, having to get up early first thing on Monday and get to work and do all those things. Um, it's a little tough. But you know what? We're here. We're going to have fun anyway. And uh, we as we do every day, have a hell of a show lined up for you guys. But uh, before we get to that, let's go to my question for a co-host. Tony, you know, we've been dealing with fires out here, a lot of smoke. What sort of business do you think would be least affected by fires? Oh, that's a good one. That's a stumper. You you get me on these ones every once in a while. But uh, off the top of my head, I mean... Obviously, we're going through a couple here in Fort Collins. Uh, it's just extremely smoky here. I mean, I can't even uh, explain really how, <laughs> how much uh, smoke is out there. Um, but uh, I would probably say, you know, grocery stores because people still carry on. They got to get their supplies, things like that. So maybe grocery stores. I don't really know. Okay. All right. I'd say that's fair. Um In this case, it's a little bit different because it goes a little bit hand-in-hand with uh, what's happening. So, a fire at an Omaha funeral home did not not disturb two bodies inside or any cremated remains. In other news, the sky is blue. Uh, Firefighters (laughs) were dispatched... Is the sky blue? It's been been gray here for, like, weeks. (laughs) (laughs) 
for the most part here, but uh, firefighters were dispatched to the Good Shepherd Funeral Home near 24th and J Streets just after midnight on Saturday. An Omaha Fire Department spokesperson said... Hurry, hurry! <laughs> every time I say Omaha. <laughs> yeah, hurry, hurry! The blaze was under control at 1.04 a.m. and no injuries were reported. Three residents of an apartment above the funeral home... Ooh, I wouldn't want to live there. ...were displaced. No, no. <laughs> Michael... What the heck? Michael Hoy, the mortuary's owner, said he's thankful that there were no injuries and that no remains were affected. Well, wouldn't that help out if uh, they needed to be cremated anyway? He said, the damage was primarily confined to the office area. I'm very grateful that I didn't have to phone any families and say their loved ones were destroyed. Until they're destroyed later. Anyway, uh, services for the two people that had been prepared for burial went on uninterrupted Saturday at other locations, Hoy said. All cremated remains have been accounted for and are available to be picked up. Operations have been moved to the Hoy Kilnowski Funeral Home and crematory in Council Bluffs while Good Shepherd is being cleaned up. Uh, officials estimate the damage to the building at $80,000 and the damage to its contents at $75,000. The cause of the fire is under investigation. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that while the business is burning bodies to cremate them, I guess having a fire that would burn the bodies to cremate them is not necessarily a good thing. I don't know. Sort of a chicken or the egg type uh, scenario there. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm with you. If that's uh, if you're already cremating them, anyways, you got the fire coming through. I mean, at least effective. But that's not who would want to live above a mortuary or <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be slightly disturbing, just knowing what goes on down there. And yeah, oof. no, care about no, you fucky. <laughs> Well, folks, it is Monday, and there's no sign of the wackiness uh, subsiding. So, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about today's Monday show, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward, there will be no more Mondays. As we do on Mondays, we have Put It In Your Mouth Monday, where we talk about odd foods from around the world and ask my co-host, would he put it in his mouth? We have a segment called Old Timey Insults. Our call-in topic is a skill that you're unusually good at. We have a segment called Wrong Movie in One Sentence. We have This Day in History, and up next is Tony with the Entertainment News. Folks, don't go anywhere, and always remember... After these messages, we'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. Now, we love interaction from you guys, the listeners and watchers, whether you're chiming in on our Facebook page or you're leaving us a message on the Phoenix line. The Phoenix line is... Ah! <laughs> it's going to be Sorry. one of those Mondays. That's yeah, a terrible one. <laughs> the Phoenix line is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to leave a message on any topic whatsoever. 
Whatever your heart or your mind feels like getting off your chest, you can leave it on the Phoenix line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out on a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and you know what that means. It's time for the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, August 24th. I, I, I read that like Ron Burgundy. 24th? Yes, 24th. And here is your Filippo Fast Five. All right, lots lots of entertainment in one area this weekend, so you'll notice that there's a lot of mention of this company. So, But the DC had their fandom over the weekend, and uh, the cinematic multiverse will be born out of Ezra Miller's Flash movie. Uh, Justice League Snyder Cut to be a four-hour miniseries on HBO Max premiering in 2021. The Shazam sequel is official, officially titled Fury of the Gods. And that was it for the DC portion of the Fast Five. <laughs> Quiet Riot's Frankie Benali, the drummer and one of the founders, died after a battle with stage four pancreatic cancer. And the band, metalcore band Atreyu, parts way with uh, lead vocalist Alex Varkatsis. Varkatsis. So I had to get a pronunciation there because his last name's <laughs> tough. But uh, yeah, with him, he's he's the screaming part of it, but he right. was also the extra element of that. So it, it's going to be the drummer who does the clean vocals. Uh, he's going to stay there. I, no news if they're going to replace him with somebody else. But that was your Filippo Fast Five. Now let's move on to the actual entertainment portion, which going back into the world of DC, um, a lot of announcements, the fandom, um, they had a lot of big things that dropped over the weekend, and I'm not going to read this as an article. I'm just going to kind of shoot from the hip here and look into the camera a little bit more. But, uh, you know, some of the biggest announcements out of here, and I'm going to get your reaction, Chris. We'll, okay. we'll keep this a short little interactive one since I know you you actually watched this before I did and you shared a lot of the trailers with me. Um, what were some of your – what were some of the exciting uh, trailers? Like what was your – the one you saw – Wow. Uh, that you were just like, yes, yes, because this was by far done way better than Comic Con at home. This was how a at home reveal should be. Yeah, so I spent uh, actually the good part of Saturday just sitting and watching just a panel after panel after panel. Um, and it's funny because I thought for the longest time it was DC fandom as well. It's actually DC fandom. I don't know why it was dome, but uh, <laughs> you know the, they let off with Wonder Woman 1984. Obviously, that's the next big movie to come out. They released a new trailer for that, which uh, uh, we got to see what uh, Kristen Wiig's Cheetah looks like, which is actually pretty exciting. I I thought it looked that looked pretty good. I was happy to see her in a different type of role. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, movie wise, uh, the the panel with uh, the Suicide Squad. Uh, directed by James Gunn, and there's so many big-name actors, obviously. They released who they're going to play. And then they gave sort of a trailer, behind-the-scenes look, and it looks really entertaining. You know, uh, in sort of that funny, cheesy, James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy way, uh, I think that movie will be a lot of fun. Um, I 
I I agree with you on that. That was one of my favorite reveals was the uh, Suicide Squad, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut Justice League, they released a new trailer for that. Um, I'm looking forward to that more so than the Joss Whedon take on it. Um, some things that they look like they've changed around uh, make it look like it's a little more of an interesting, more coherent movie than what we got a couple of years ago. And then... Uh, right. I think the really exciting things were actually the video game trailers. Uh, Gotham Knights, which is uh, from WB Montreal, uh, that looks like an exciting game. Basically, Batman has died, and so now the rest of the Bat family has to step in. So uh, Robin, um, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood, you get to play as all those characters. And then they had the continuation of the Arkham series, which is um, Suicide Squad, kills the justice league uh which looked fantastic as well yeah uh tara strong's gonna be voicing harley quinn in that one yep. and uh the trailer just looked great um i loved all the trailers this weekend um well, i'll share it up on our uh phoenix page but uh we'll go into depth if you listen to our podcast the proton pack we'll talk more about these but a lot of good reveals there um that was the huge part of the weekend and then also the weekend box office. We actually have a weekend box office report. It was actually movies this week. Say what? You <laughs> went back before I did to the theater. How was returning to the theater for you? And what did you see? It was odd. So we went to the uh, Cinemark Theater that was down at Summit. Uh, they didn't have a huge selection of movies, and there was a, a big chunk of old movies. Um, it, while when I got tickets, it. Looked like it was sold out. It wasn't sold out, making me think that they blocked off certain seats so that way they could properly social distance. Um, we got in. The seats were a little damp because they came through and they sprayed it down. But uh, it was nice being back in the theaters and then saw a classic movie that I haven't seen in the on the big screen in years. Talking Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is one of the all-time best Steven Spielberg movies. Definitely deserves to see be seen on the big screen, and uh, it did not disappoint. That is awesome, man. I uh, actually am going to kick around the tires and see about uh, checking out a movie here at my local Cinemark today. I don't know what's playing, but I'm going to take a look at. But uh, surprisingly, we have a fresh number one movie in the theaters and that movie is russell crowe's uh road rage film unhinged was the top movie this weekend it only brought in four million dollars which <laughs> when you think of the old box office like that's really bad yeah, four million yeah. Is really bad but considering that not money not many theaters are open or not many people go four million hey it's a great way to start and it's a number one movie a title's a title right right you, you, you you get it you get it so and it was uh, really the only new movie that was out everything else was classics yeah classics but it did have um this other movie trained to basan which is a japanese ho- uh, zombie film um or sorry a south korean zombie film uh peninsula it launched into america um which this one was called trained to basan uh peninsula that was the title um, of it okay, that must be a seizing yeah, that must be a sequel it's a to the original. Sequel, yeah, okay. yeah. I heard uh, it picks up literally right as the first one ends. Like, it goes right into it. But Jimmy had to explain it on Pop Culture Kaboom. I had never seen it. We did it on our movie uh, coverage. But uh, it did 225000 So another original. And uh, 
uh, Shia LaBeouf's tax collector was in there. So, you know, we don't have a true box office report yet, but it's good to see that uh, it's back. And I got a feeling, just got this feeling that some mutants might be number one next week. That's my maybe. that's my guess, too. Maybe. All right. But now, actually, since I stretched that out a little bit, let me throw you three completely random out of left field entertainment news stories. All right. They're not comic book related. They're just random. Uh, the first one's going to be Aunt Becky. Old Lori Laughlin tearfully admits she made an awful decision. Decision as she is sentenced. Are you ready for this? She's got her prison term. How long do you think it is, Christian? I was hoping it would be at least a year. Okay. Uh, how long do you think the husband got? Uh, I assume that they threw him under the bus and got double what she got. Pretty close and uh, not very close. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, Aunt Becky, Lori Laughlin, two months in prison. Husband gets five months in prison. So they were handed down. and uh, Lori Laughlin. That's that's what they got. Yeah, the actress faced Judge Nathaniel Gorton via teleconference to receive her sentence for her involvement. She didn't have to go to she didn't have to go to the actual court. Um, they pleaded guilty and they each paid uh, five hundred thousand dollars to college admissions fixer. Um, oh no, that's what she did. She pled, pled guilty mm-hmm. to five hundred thousand dollars to college admissions uh, to get their YouTube star daughters Olivia Jade and Isabella Janelle into the UC California as fake crew recruits. That's a confusing word there. <laughs> Gorton uh, agreed to sentence the prosecutors recommended for Laughlin two months in prison and $150,000 fine, 100 hours of community service, and two years of supervised release. Laughlin faced a total of 50 years before she made the deal. I think she made a hell of a good deal there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think she, she, they both needed to go away for a lot longer. I heard a story come out that uh, they actually uh, uh, intimidated the high school counselor who found out what was going on and threatened to report it. And uh, they they said they were going to ruin his career. And I, how how does that not get you even more time in jail? Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. I mean, it just is obviously the power of Hollywood, my friend. Hollywood. Right. And uh, going from Hollywood to Hollyweird, this is a random one. Dwight Yoakam, 63, welcomes first child with wife Emily Joyce, who's 36. That's uh, <laughs> Talk about a grandpa the, dad. That, yeah, yeah, man. That's a, that's a, congrats to Dwight. But, uh, yep. Dwight Yoakam is a dad, 63. Uh, like the lyric from the song Waterfall that Dwight wrote for Emily on his Three Pairs album, says, Babies got born, or babies get born even a pandem- pandemic lockdown. Uh, but they look really happy, so... Uh, well, good. Yep. Good. Yeah, congrats to them. I mean, there's not really much of a story other than that. Uh, that was filler. And then lastly... Uh, do you collect baseball cards, or did you used to collect baseball cards? Oh, back in the day, totally. If you would have known that you were about to get a player, that uh, their card would be the highest-selling sports card of all time, and it would come out in our adult lifehood, don't you wish you would have gotten it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, a one-of-a-kind Mike Trout baseball card set a record Saturday night is the highest-selling sports card of all time, selling for $3.936 million. Seriously? The, two, the 2009 Bowman Chrome Draft Prospects Superfractor signed rookie card 
sold at Golden Auctions Online, eclipsing the previous record, which was set in 2016, in the sale of a 1909 Hannes Wagner T206 card for $3.12 million. The trout card is in mint condition, graded by Beckett Grading System as a service as a, a mint nine with certified autograph issue logo on the card attesting to its authenticity of the signature. Okay, well, in all fairness, it was actually signed by Mike Trout, but, you know, just for a rookie card, it's just him in an Angels outfit, looking young, just with the baseball bat in hand, but... uh, And he's still alive. Oh, yeah, and he's still... He's he's even... He's in his prime right now. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I know the Angels aren't doing so hot this season, um... Neither are any of my teams anymore, but, uh, you know, but nonetheless, you know, yeah, his card sold for big time money. Wow. So again, you know, you just never know what you're collecting, what, what's going to turn into a, a big pile of money one day. So, yep. but, uh, other than that, that is your, your entertainment news. Let's dance on into the Phoenix birthdays. It's my got a minute so we'll make this fast blake lively is 32 that's mrs ryan reynolds billy ray cyrus achy breaky heart is 58 good burger welcome to the good burger kel mitchell is 41 sean connery 89 rachel ray making cakes at 51 the Reach, regis philbin would have been 88 rest in peace gene simmons of kiss 70 rachel bilson formerly mrs anakin skywalker 38 uh, Vivian Campbell of the Guitars for Def Leppard, 57. Rob Halford, whoa, 68. Judas Priest, Claudia Shippard, 49. And Mike Shanahan, former coach of the Denver Broncos, is 68. That's your celebrity birthdays. Right on. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Monday. We've got Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you miss us in the morning, you can always catch us in the evening if you live in any of those places. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot Sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. All right. Uh, Being that it's Monday, something we do each and every Monday is a little thing that I like to call put it in your mouth. Get in my belly. Now, unlike our usual put it in your mouth Mondays, I've diverged a little bit. We usually talk about uh, fast food fare from around the world and ask my co-host if he'd put it in his mouth. In this case, we are talking about uh, more traditional dishes from around the world. Asking the same question, but uh, based on what I've been uh, going through, 
My guess is that the standing answer is probably going to be no, but you may surprise me, Tone, so let's uh, let's get on with it. First up is a dish out of uh, that's popular in South uh, sorry, East Asia, the Caribbean, South America, and South Africa. We are cho- talking chicken feet. Yes, I said chicken feet. Considering how many places it's eaten, perhaps it's unfair to deem this weird. Still, it's made mostly of skin, making it a little gelatinous in texture. They're pretty tasty when flavored properly, but the bones get on your nerves after a while. Tony, chicken feet, even if it's uh, seasoned real well, is that something you'd put in your belly? How about no? No way, Jose, man. I don't... You know what? This would be even one... I don't know if Ryan would even try. Like, (laughs) maybe he would. I See... The thing is, is if you can get past, if you can be an adventurous eater and then you're thinking, all right, get past the feet part. For me, I was lost at the feet. I mean, I'm not very adventurous, you know, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I don't care what kind of season you put on it. So, uh, but, but the worst part is at the end when he's like, or, or the person reviewing it said, well, the bones get on your nerves after a while. Like who wants to eat something where it gets on your nerves. It's kind of like fish, you know, like certain fish is actually delicious if it's done right. But some fish has so much little bones in it that it's what a pain in the butt it is when you're eating, you have to peel all this out. Yeah. The only thing I can think of with this is that maybe it's akin to like uh, Buffalo wings, the chicken wings, not the drumstick portion, but the little uh, like uh, almond shaped portion of it that uh you know if you've ever had those you got to deal with the bones it's a little more on the fleshy side um you know if it's seasoned well it might work but uh you know just the fact that you know it's the chicken's feet it might be enough of a turnoff yeah it's enough for me to say yeah to know <laughs> chime in on the phoenix line would you guys put it in your mouth that's a let Good us, question. Let us let us know if you're washing along at home. <laughs> well, perhaps you're willing to put this in your mouth. This is a traditional dish out of Scotland. With that being said, Yo, you may Scotty. You may know where I'm going. Yes, we're talking haggis. It's a uh, a sheep's heart, liver and lungs minced and mixed with onions, oatmeal, suet, I don't know what suet is, and se- <laughs> seasoned with salt and spices cooked inside the animal's stomach. If that doesn't sound appealing, I just don't know what will. Haggis. It's one of their actual um that's a it, Oh, I could think of the word delicacy. Yeah, delicacy. Mm-hmm. It's there. So I've heard all about it. Would I would I put it in my mouth? I mean, knowing what it is, uh, the oatmeal part doesn't sound bad. Uh, it just sounds so overdone, but, you know, haggis. And I, and I understand that they're trying not to waste any part of the animal, but uh, yeah, when you consider got... that it's heart, liver, and lungs inside, cooked inside the animal's stomach lining... Yeah, at, at first I was going to say, you know, just for the delicacy trap, but the more I think about it, How about no? I can't do it. I, I just, <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I, I'm right there with you, Tone. Not my cup. Okay. All right, let's move on to uh, something that's popular throughout many parts of the world, something called tripe. Are you familiar familiar with what tripe is, Tone? Is it a type of fish? It is not, though it sounds like it would be. 
So the stomach lining of various animals with a sponge-like honeycomb texture looks like some kind of weird sea plant life and has a peculiar and not entirely appetizing rubbery texture served up with various sauces to add flavor and simply with an accompaniment of onions. And so it is a honeycomb-like texture stomach lining of any type of various animals. Tony, tripe is something you put in your mouth. Honeycomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stomach tripe, no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, you. When you said honeycomb, I literally just had the, the honeycombs commercial oh. like go through my head. See, honeycomb <laughs> cereal, fantastic. Yeah, honeycomb stomach lining, maybe not so much. Nope, nope. That's a that's a no for me. How about you? Oh, that's a hard no for me. Yeah, that's a no. How about no? <laughs> Oh, well, if that's not something for you, Tony, then maybe this is, perhaps not, popular out of <laughs> the Middle East, East Europe, and Turkey. It's a dish called kosh. Are you familiar with kosh, Tony? No. All right. Well, uh, let me describe it. <laughs> no, it's not a kush ball. <laughs> let me describe this to you. Well, and the first three words pretty much sum it up. So, a pretty gruesome little dish made up of stewed cow's feet and head. It was once a winter comfort food, but is now considered a delicacy. I'm sure it's fine, so long as you don't mind that grinning skull staring at you through its cold, dead eyes. Tony, kosh is something you'd put in your mouth. Quit staring at me! No! <laughs> Hell no! How about no? Oh my god, no. I just pictured an animated, like, cow head skull floating in, like, this orange soupy stuff. <laughs> now, how about you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I... I don't want, I don't want to eat anything if it's staring at me. You know, actually, truth be told, like, it's kind of like the you know fish like obviously you know the fish meat's good and you cook it but when they still have their head and their eyes it's just creepy <laughs> well it's funny you say that tony so our uh, next I- <laughs> item here com- we go <laughs> our next item comes out of japan and uh, the name of it is pretty self-explanatory tuna eyeballs although it sounds nasty apparently it's rather tame tasting pretty similar to squid or octopus. None of the gunk you'd normally associate with slicing up eyeballs. Um, it literally looks like a chunk of meat that somebody put googly eyes on. And uh... <laughs> Googly eyes. <laughs> Tony, is it something you put in your mouth? Hey, girl. My name's Tony. If we're going on a date, we can eat tuna eyes on our first date. It'll look into both our eyes as we have a romantic evening. No! Gosh, no! No, no, never, ever. Ew. Ow! No. How about no? How about, how about you? No. So I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fish fan in the world. I like some, some fish. But I've been to enough uh, like Chinese food buffets where they still have the head on the fish and the eyeballs oh. staring at you. Yeah, it's enough to to turn me off to that. And it's always like it's always the ones with the big teeth or something. And it's, <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> all oh, right, Mondays. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and finish things up with something maybe you'll eat. Popular out of Africa, the Americas, Asia, and Europe, something called black pudding. So uh, it's sure. pretty widely available. Still, there are a large number of people who find the idea revolting. 
And silly people, they are as the finished product is tasty. It's congealed blood cooked up with various natural flavorings, thickening agents like suet, there's that name again, and breadcrumbs and stuffed into a sausage skin. Tony, black pudding, also known known as blood sausage, is it something you put in your mouth? Hey, baby, you want to eat blood sausage, black pudding? No. No, I can't. How about how about no? That's a double how about how about no. <laughs> Dr. Evil had the hiccups there. That's a how about no remix. Ugh. How about you? Blood sausage? No. Blood. It, my family comes from Germany where uh, blood sausage is a, a popular dish, but not for me. Can't do it. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So. Nope. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for a quite interesting version of uh, Put It In Your Mouth Monday. When we come back, we have old-timey insults. You won't want to miss it. You won't want to. You won't want to miss it. It's Monday. Words are hard. You know how it goes. Words are always hard on the Christian Phoenix Show. <laughs> folks, we'll be back in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Now, back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. While you're there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment, I wanted to talk about some old-timey insults. We had done uh, old-timey slang way back in the beginning of the show, uh, talking about slang from the 1920s and 30s, the time of the gangster. Uh, Tony, what were some of the uh, slang terms that you remember from that? See? Back in the old time here, fella. Meh. <laughs> 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 well, I'm going to throw they had the Chicago overcoat, which was a uh, a coffin. Yeah, um, I'm going to... We're gonna put you in the old the old tin roof here, see, in the old copper. <laughs> You'll never take me alive. Yeah, we've we covered this in the early part of the Phoenix show, like four months ago. We had some of these old timies. Um yeah, I what what were some really good ones other than the ones we always joke about? Uh, there were a half a dozen references to women, dames, yeah. broads. That's yeah. my dame, huh? You'll never take me alive, see? (laughs) Well, in this segment, we're going to be talking old-timey insults. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. (laughs) Oh, I like that sound, buddy. That was different. (laughs) That was uh, Joe Biden. Uh, We're not talking uh, that sort of old-timey. In fact, in this case, we're talking Shakespearean, so uh, very old-timey insults. So, Tony, I'm going to give the insult, and maybe you can figure out what it means, and I'm going to do it in my best British accent. So I apologize to you folks in advance. Let's go ahead. I'm not British. What, they're my little friend. You will read it. (laughs) 
Tony's going with the Cockney accent. I'm going to go with the uh, little bit higher society one. But uh, let's go ahead and start with this fruit-themed insult. The tautness of his face sours ripe grapes. The tartness of his face sours ripe grapes. What would you take that to mean, Tone? Hmm. Can you repeat the question again? It's just weird. The tartness. The The tartness of his face sours ripe grapes. But he ate something uh, very sour. (laughs) I I don't know. So uh, if it's an insult, probably not. But uh, Uh, basically, it's saying that he's got a really ugly face that even uh, ripe grapes would uh, turn sour. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was makes from, sense. That was uh, Shakespeare from Corol, Cori, wow, Coriolanus, I guess one of his sonnets. All right, there's this next one from uh, Shakespeare from Henry the Fourth. There's no more faith in thee than a stewed prune. There's no Hello, more f- <laughs> <stewed> prune. <laughs> there's no more faith in thee than in a stewed prune. Um, there is no fate. I don't trust you, you lying turd. <laughs> you know, I, I think that would be about as spot on as you could probably get. Is, is that, was that pretty good? Yeah. yeah. Without cussing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a total guess. I had to picture it, but uh, there you go. <laughs> Hello, you stewed prune. <laughs> I, I might have to just bring that back at work. What do you... Why are you being such a stewed prune? Actually, you might want to bring this one to work. So this is also from Henry IV. Shakespeare says, Away, you cut-purse rascal, you filthy bung, away. (laughs) Go away, you filthy butthole. (laughs) But I would say the A one. Yes. Which I think you can say on the radio, but I won't say it. You can. Yeah, you filthy bung. You know, it sounds like uh, something out of... uh, 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 Beavis and Butthead. for my bungle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm the great Cornholio. <laughs> Basically a poetic way of saying F off. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Away, filthy bunghole. Bungholio. All right. Here is uh, a Shakespearean insult from the Merry Wives of Windsor. It says, Thou art a Castilian king urinal. <laughs> oh man, it you're about as good as those little cakes from a urinal. <laughs> I don't think they had I, urinal cakes back in the time of Shakespeare, but uh I would guess that a Castilian king is maybe a uh, a, a smelly king, maybe uh from smelly a smelly king, smelly king. <laughs> <laughs> and uh making it a urinal makes it smell even that much worse. Pew. All right, uh, moving on with our old-timey Shakespearean insults. This was from Much Ado About Nothing. It says, You have such a February face, so full of frost, of storm and cloudiness. Yeah, resting bitch face. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Basically, okay. That's good. That's a good way to put it, though. You have a February, February. face, so full of frost. Why don't you smile instead of pissing me off? Hey, maybe if you have a customer that comes in instead of uh, flat out saying something, you know, that they know would offend them, you could say, you know, you have such a February face. 
Say it in a <laughs> lighthearted tone, but knowing that it means uh, resting bitch face. February face, you little witch. <laughs> All right, moving on with our old-timey Shakespearean insults. This from the Timon of Athens. There is no leprosy, but what thou speakest. You are a leprechaun, you short son of a bitch. <laughs> not, I don't know that one. Not quite quite as so no. much, but you know, leprosy no. is the disease where body parts start to fall out, and obviously uh, this is being attributed to what somebody says. It's basically just telling them to shut up. <laughs> I could just say shut up, but I'm going to just say really <laughs> old-timey insults your way. See, you're learning some good stuff here. Yeah. I'm learning some good stuff, yeah. Here's one to yeah. learn. <laughs> Here's one to learn. doesn't say uh, where it came from from Shakespeare, but uh, it is attributed to him. It is uh, just short and to the point. says, thou crusty batch of nature. <laughs> the weather's bad outside. <laughs> I don't know. Either that or... Uh, yeah. I didn't want to say the S word. I would have said it. It was that, but, uh, but uh, yeah, the weather's bad outside. Thou crusty batch of nature. Thou crusty batch of nature. And unfortunately, it doesn't say what exactly it means, but... You have quite the February face. <laughs> I, I'm sure... Bring me my Dutch bros. <laughs> it can be attributed to probably a many number of things. <laughs> Nature. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next old-timey Shakespearean insult. Shakespeare. Shiki. This is from Troilus and Cressida says, I'd rather be a tick in a sheep than such a valiant ignorance. Um, I'd rather be... I'd rather be a follower than a leader. That's what I take that. Mm, that's not bad. I kind of take it as, you know, I'd rather be a bloodsucker that people know about as opposed to somebody who comes off as um, a know-it-all but is clearly ignorant. Oh. That's yeah, that's a good one, too. I would I would probably go more with that, yeah. All right. All right. Let's you move. blood sucker on a sheep. Let's move on to King Lear, one of the more famous ones. It says, uh, Thou art a boil, a plague sore, an embossed carbuncle. Um, how many drinks have you had, sir? And uh, put down the craft pipe. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Sounds like some of the truck drivers I deal with. <laughs> Basically, I think he, I think he's calling people a meth addict here, calling them a boil. Oh, see, there was a, kind of drugs. Yeah, a plague sore, an embossed carbuncle. Um, Something that you don't want to be. Yeah, you don't don't use uh, sources. You plagosauruses. <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, this one from All's Well that Ends Well. A most notable coward, an infinite and endless liar, an hourly promise breaker, the owner of no one good quality. Ah, uh, scumbag, piece of crap, unreliable. Eh. I would Any say of, that all, yeah. all, all of above. Yeah. That just about narrows it, it down. It just kind of, it kind of narrows down just kind of a piece of human garbage. Uh, I, I would agree. 
Well, folks, that does it for this list of Shakespearean old-timey insults. Feel free to use any of those in your everyday life. We are headed you into... February face! Oh, thank you, Tone. We are <laughs> headed into our long break. When we come back, we have our call-in topic of a skill that you're unusually good at. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. And welcome back, folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I still have my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, with me. Tony, Monday, second hour, how you doing? I'm trying to hold my February face together. <laughs> your resting, that was a long resting second, February not face. Smiling. Yeah, yeah, it looked more like a weird face. I don't know what the hell that was, but yeah. No, doing good, buddy. It is that first hour flew by like it usually does. So um, <laughs> that what didn't even feel like a long break, you know. It's funny. I'm I'm seeing the your your resting February face on the uh, 10 second delay right now, and uh, looks like uh, you took some of that stewed prune juice that they were talking about as well. Prune juice tastes like honeycomb. Stomach lines fun. <laughs> That was a fun little segment. But uh, speaking of segments, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want you guys to chime in on our topic for today, whether it's on the Phoenix Radio, uh, Christian Phoenix Radio Facebook page, or giving us a call at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll free from anywhere in the world, even if you're enjoying some haggis out there in Scotland, which uh, I don't think anybody in their right mind would enjoy, but haggis, you never know. So, uh, yeah, at the end of the segment, we'll open up the phone lines to you guys to find out a skill that you are unusually good at. Tony, anything to come to mind on your end of a skill that you're unusually good at? Yeah, you know, it's uh, doing uh, cartoon little kid voices and things like that. I don't know. It's, sometimes they just come to me. Sometimes it's practice. But just being a goofball, um, but just doing the first is like this is really quick, Christian. I thought you just move it around and just be a little goofball. <laughs> oh, I could just change it up at any moment on yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> ha! Yeah! <laughs> ah! very loud in your ears oh very loud in fact i think uh, zoom at one point was like you know what we're gonna just turn that down a little bit dude it got so loud my screen like froze i'm like it like blurred i'm like oh crap i'm like (laughs) we won't do the Wee herman again so but yeah i would say that's a weird skill 
I don't know if it's just from being a kid that used to love annoying uh, my mom. I, I used to make weird noises as a kid, and and I love annoying our payroll clerk at work when I'm in the office uh, with weird noises. I'll, I'll do a lot of the Baby Yoda stuff. The you know, mm, I guess not Baby Yoda. It's just more Yoda. just Yoda Yoda. Just Yoda Yoda. Yeah, Baby Yoda doesn't really make too much noise. Nah, nah. So uh, I assume some of them come to you naturally, where others you've had to work on a little bit. Uh, what are some of the ones that you've had to? Yeah, really sort of study and, and, and figure out. Um, the Macho Man, that one, like, talking like this, that took a lot. Like, if you notice, I have to you watch my neck, and I have to do that. <laughs> like, you got to use that muscle to get like that. Yeah, you do. You can't just talk like that. That's, uh, it just comes out like that. <laughs> um, it just came from mimicking. Usually when I okay. hear funny voices or funny characters like i i'm like oh i want to try if i can do that you know um like a good example i can't mimic it um but my you know my uh co-worker buddy that passed away this last weekend he used to do this thing and we've been trying to honor him at on our closing procedures at night we we do like a push and he always did this really cool it was funny as hell you always do this closing procedures initiated <laughs> and that just meant it was time for push but he, the way he did it with such umph i'm like oh my god i want to do that but i can't do it uh. and it's not you know i just can't mimic it because his was so good i just don't know how you top that so we've been trying to do it and we have one of our guys and and he does a pretty good job and the one he did last night was pretty close it was super good but at uh, one time Another guy tried to do that, and he was like, "Closing procedures initiated." And uh, my buddy Brendan, uh, who passed away, he said, "He goes, um, that's my line." <laughs> and so he made sure, like, he owned it. So you know, All right. but yeah, you know, trying to trying to emulate those that make you laugh. If I find them to be super funny, I want to try to do it. Obviously, Elvis will not be in my repertoire. I no, it not, or it or Sylvester matter. Stallone. <laughs> no, uh, no, those were uh, Ryan's uh, wheelhouse for us alone. Hey, yo, yo, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to be. I'd have to watch a lot of the movies to get in that character. I just off the top of my head, I can't do it. Yeah, so I mean, some of these skills, you know, like I said, come to you naturally. Others take a little bit of work, but uh, you know, they are unusual skills or skills that you're unusually good at. For me, it is. I don't know where it comes from. Obviously, I'm I'm a film buff. I'm a TV buff. Uh, I went to film school, studied it uh, for years. My problem is that uh, I can't remember the name of a person that I just met two minutes after meeting them. But I have this weird repository of pop culture movie knowledge. It can tell you the name of a movie, who the character was, who the actor is that played it, and I don't know. I mean, where it comes from. Just the fact that uh, you know that compared to meeting people out in the real world, I can't remember the name, their name two seconds later. Now, I was actually going to ask you that on the uh, commercial break, but I wanted to save it for this segment. Um, the one that blows me away about you is you know like who the director is and who is like the writer or who what other shows they wrote. Like to me, that is crazy good. Like I can't do that. I could do the actors. I can tell you what other movies they were in. And I think that comes a lot of us working in the video store in high school, you working in a movie theater. Um, 
that might have a lot to do with some of that. And of course the love for the uh, entertainment business, but, um, but the fact that, you know, writers and composers and things like that, I'm just like, wow, I, <laughs> I, I can't do that. Like if you ask me, like when I read some entertainment things, like you'll be like, Oh yeah, they did this show. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> just like that. And you're like, you know, I'm like, damn. I wouldn't have known that if I wasn't reading an article in front of me. So. Yeah, the one thing I can say is I'm a hell of a partner for uh, a pop culture trivia night. Yes. Hell yes. You're gu- guar- almost guaranteed to win with this guy on your side. <laughs> so, folks, those are the skills that we're unusually good at. Now we want to hear from you. Give us a call. We're opening the phone lines now at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Skills that you're unusually good at. Folks, when we come back, it's all about you. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775 775- 237-2266. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic, inviting you guys, the listeners and watchers, to call in right now. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Toll-free from anywhere in the world. The topic today is a skill that you are unusually good at. We talked before the break that uh, Tony is our resident cartoon character, does uh, a lot of great uh, (laughs) character impressions like that. I am a repository of useless pop culture knowledge. What are you guys? What can you guys do? And it can be unusual. It can be weird. um, Could be completely useless. But uh, it's something that you find that you're oddly good at. For instance, uh, I've pulled up a list while we're waiting for people to chime in of... uh, uh, skills that other people are good at and uh tony find out how good you are so this person says i'm flawless with tongue twisters including the one considered the most difficult in english the sixth see i can't even do it the sixth six sheiks sixth ship sheeps sick god (laughs) whoa that's uh too much brother that's i'm like what my, my tongue twist twister skill goes to about uh how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if woodchuck could chuck wood Hey, dang, woodchucks, quick, woodchuck, chuck, chuck my wood. <laughs> but that one is tough. Wow. When I read it originally, I was like, oh, that's not going to be too hard. But uh, it is. It is very difficult. How are you with tongue uh, yeah. twisters? I, I'm not very good at them. Like, I can do them sometimes, and I do them. I'm better when I do them when I don't know I'm doing <laughs> Otherwise, you, you know, flip them. Like, yeah. Oh, they get flippoed. Yeah. I overthink it. <laughs> All right, here's one that's, again, unusual. person says, if I pinch my nose and shh, sorry, if I pinch my nose shut and blow, air comes out of my left tear duct. That is a little strange. Yeah, that's, that's a different one. Actually, I found out uh, Reese can do that, and it makes a weird little uh, whistling sound. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh, that's cool. It's interesting and worrisome all at the same time. You know, one useless thing I used to, but that I can do, but I'm sure most people can do. Maybe it's not even that magical. What's that? But as a kid, I always thought it was pretty cool. 
I, I can make myself burp. It hurts my stomach after a while, but I can burp <laughs> on command. Or another gross one, I can flip my eyelids inside out. <laughs> I can't do that. I can make myself burp on command, um, but I know people who can't. So I guess it's not as common as you would think. I don't know if anyone's watching, but I'll I'll do the <laughs> eyelid flip. And now they're officially grossed out. I, I realize why I don't do that anymore. It hurts my eyes. Yeah. Now we've got to wait for yeah. the delay to see that. But, uh, folks, we're talking unusual skills, something that you are really good at. Again, give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Perhaps you have a writing skill like this one. This person can write backwards like as if they were writing in a mirror. That takes a little bit of skill considering it has to be not only backwards but inverted. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. It doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't sound super talented, you know? Right. But, you know, again, that's what we're looking for. It doesn't have to be practical. It just has to be odd. Here's something I've always wanted to do. I've seen it in movies and thought, man, that would be cool if I knew how to do this. This person can roll a quarter up and down their knuckles. That's actually pretty cool. Um, I always find when I watch people like their nervous tics or when they're just thinking. Um, I used to work with this guy. He would do something similar like that, like that, but he would do it with a pin. And what he would do is he would just take his two fingers like this, and the pin would like it would sit on top of one finger, mm -hmm. and it would like swoop around, like it would swing around and land on this finger in the same position. <laughs> it's like you'd barely tip it. It was very cool to watch. It was. And he just would do it, and he's just like, oh, I don't know, I just, I space off and I just do it. That's actually something I do with uh, one of my nervous tics, is if I've got a pen in the hand, I, uh, I, I was a drummer, so, you know, it's like a, a drumstick spin, but I will roll the, the pen up and back and through my yeah. fingers. So that's, that's what he does, that's crazy, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's fascinating if you see it, because mm. it's not something that you normally see. <laughs> And then you add, uh, you know, if it's one of the click top pens, it's sort of like a Boris and Goldeneye when uh, he accidentally grabbed the grenade pen and he's spinning it through and clicking and Pierce Brosnan's counting through those uh, those clicks to know when uh, it's going to explode. That's awesome. Dee -dee -tsh, dee -dee -tsh -tsh. <laughs> so here's a skill that, uh, you know, it's specialized. Not many people, I'm sure, can do this. It says, uh, I grew up on an Air Force base. And can identify an F-15, F-16, F-111, A-10, C-5, and C-141 just from the sound of their engines as they're flying by. Damn, that's pretty impressive. But is that is that really true? Like, you have to really know the person. <laughs> so I could I BS you and say, oh, yeah, that's an F-15 Topcat flying far. It's coming down the... Uh, Northwest winds are at uh, five degrees Celsius. And, uh, yep, that's definitely a Tomcat F-16. I heard it. <laughs> Made a special purr. Now, somewhat similar along those lines, something I used to be able to do, uh, obviously, before my time in radio, I spent a lifetime in the automotive industry. One of the things I could do is, at night, I could identify a car just by its headlights behind me. Ooh, that's... That is pretty good, but if you, like you said, if you're in the business, you know. Yeah, and that was useful to know if there was a police officer behind me at night, because during the day, it's easy to identify. At night, all you're seeing are headlights, and so I knew the models of cars that 
most police drove. And uh, so if I saw one of those headlights behind me, I knew maybe I should slow down just a little bit. I was going to say, I kind of have a little form of telekinesis <laughs> at work. <laughs> when I'm in the back, I kind of know what I'm about to get asked every time with the blanks. <laughs> it always starts out with stare if you're watching. It always starts out with this stare. It's not a Care Bear stare. Like, nope, it's not a Care Bear stare. It's just a weird blank stare with kind of the eyebrows slightly raised. And they aren't <laughs> going to ask me if I know if I smell what the rock is cooking. But, <laughs> I, but, but when they look at me and I look at them, I go, I'm sorry, we don't have any Clorox wipes. And they're like, oh, okay. Like I like I know that's they, it's like they mentally asked me that with that look and I'm like nah sorry we don't have any hey. no dis- and no and they're always like okay or they're like do you know when no I don't and so now I've gotten to be so good I'm like so you don't have Clorox wipes we're done this week maybe next week hey oh, I, okay I would say that that so, counts yeah so that's become a new skill that's just totally weird I can do based off look every once in a while if it's a slightly changed look it's normally like where's your toilet paper and then you're like. <laughs> right there oh thanks <laughs> so it's either because you call them out they're like oh, that was creepy where's your toilet paper <laughs> see you didn't know what i was gonna say that but, works uh, so yeah. folks so we got better at that we are talking a skill that you're unusually good at soliciting calls right now at 844-790-TALK 844-790-8255 we do have a caller on the line let's go ahead and go to that call hi who are we speaking with good morning my name is Dale. Good morning. Arlen. I'm sorry, did you say How this is you? Dale? Yes, sir. All right, Dale. Hi, Dale. A skill that you're unusually good at, hey. what would you say yours is? Oh, absolutely. Real quick, I just want to apologize if it's echoey. I'm in the bathroom, but I just really wanted to say I really love this show. <laughs> wow. That hurt my ears. Well, thanks, Dale, that you love the show. Why did you bail? I know. I know. We like to have fun. You know, if, if Dale's hey, in the... Hey, thanks for calling, though, Dale. Hey, maybe, maybe he had to take a Wicked Sherwood. I was going to say. Wicked Sherwood with, with the February face. Maybe Dale's unusual skill is that uh, he is an expert at building mountains. If you know yes. what I... If you can smell what the rock <laughs> is cooking. <laughs> yeah. Smell what the Dale is cooking. Well, I'll take it, Dale. Thanks for calling, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, moving on with this list. Um, boy. <laughs> I, I could go dark places with this, but uh, I'll just go ahead and read it. It says, uh, I can partially dislocate my jaw to get more food in my face. Okay. I would assume that that uh, skill goes to other places as well. Hey, <laughs> Here's something I don't know if it has a, a practical use. It says, I can blow bubbles out of both eyes when I'm underwater. That's weird. How do you know it blows bubbles? Like, do you see your eyeball? Does it like translate? It's like, like no way, dude. You put down the crack pipe, sir. Down the crack pipe. Well, I think that goes back to uh, you know the person who could blow air out of their tear duct. Have you ever seen the people that can uh, put milk in their mouth or however they do it, and it uh, they can shoot milk out of their tear ducts? No, that's creepy. That, yeah, that is creepy though. and weird. Yes. All right, folks. And before we head into the break, here is a skill that uh, is not only good at the gym, but sounds like this person is an expert at it. Says, I'm extraordinarily good at towel whipping and even made someone bleed once. Oh, damn. Ouch. Was his name Paul Bunslick? He used to 
my old roomie Paul, he used to smack uh, his wife Sarah with uh, the towel. He'd get it all. And she's like, no! Dude, that thing was like Indiana Jones whip. I got to tell you, Jesse tried that on me over the weekend. Luckily, she's not good at it because, oof, that would have hurt. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get that snap behind it, Paul could do it, man. Paul was... He legit could snap you with one. Oof. It stung. He used to get me, too. <laughs> I, I, by? I don't know what you guys were doing, but that does it for our call-in topic and <laughs> of a skill that you're unusually good at. When we come back, we have a segment called Wrong Movie in One Sentence. Find out more when we come back. See you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 24th. Now, we love the interaction from the audience, especially when you guys are leaving messages on the Phoenix line. 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. Don't even have to speak with a live person. You can leave it on any topic whatsoever. Maybe you want to chime in on a uh, skill that you're unusually good at. You know, you weren't, uh, didn't make it in time for the live call-in topic, but you still want to pitch in. You can do so. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those out and put them out in a future show. Now, this segment is a list that I came across that's actually pretty funny. You know, we're both movie guys. Um, uh, Obviously, the the bigger the movie, the more pop culture it is. That's sort of our wheelhouse, uh, geeky, nerdy type things. Well, came across a list of uh, movies described in one sentence that can actually apply to one of two movies one movie a little more obvious the other one not so much so i'm going to give tony the sentence see if he can guess either of the uh movies that it applies to and uh, obviously give you guys the answers from there so are you ready tone i'm already senior b ferrati all right let's start out with this one so uh here's the sentence let's see if you can guess any one of the movies it applies to the main character turns blue in the end Okay, though the main character. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the first one, uh, that could apply to uh, Willy Wonka. I mean, although Violet Bickerstaff wasn't... Uh, she wasn't the main character. She wasn't the main character, right. Turns blue. Hmm. Yeah, off the top of my head, I don't know, because like everything's a side character. I don't think of the main character. (laughs) All right. Well, to get you in the groove of things, I'll go ahead and give this one to you. So the main character turns blue in the end. That can apply to the Titanic with Jack. Oh. (laughs) Or Avatar. Oh, all right. right. Didn't think about that one, but the one one with Titanic makes sense. (laughs) So cold, Rose. Slide over, Rose, so I can... Survive, you're so stupid, Rose. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. This one should be a little bit easier for you. A bunch of dinosaurs kill a lot of people. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is one of them. Now, what other movie could, could be, that apply to? 
Uh, that could be uh, the sequel, The Lost World, because then they actually roamed in uh, San Diego at the end. But I don't think killed. It was more just scared of dog. Um, don't don't be, think uh, don't think literal dinosaurs for the second. Oh, movie. okay. So, so say when dinosaurs kill people, says a bunch of dinosaurs kill a lot of people. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. It's an impression you don't do very well. <laughs> Sylvester, oh, the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks for the hint, brother. Thanks for the hints. <laughs> All right, moving on with uh, one-line movies that could apply to uh, a couple different ones. Here's the line for you, Tony. They put that thing back where it came from. And here's a hint. It is an impression you do very well. They put the thing... Okay, say it again. They put that thing back where it came from. Oh, crap, and I do a good impersonation of it. Mm -hmm. It's your mm. most popular impersonation. Oh, okay. They put the, it's the Lord of the Runes. Uh, with the, put the runes. Dance the flowers. Where's the presses? <laughs> that okay. is one of them. The other one, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense, but you probably won't get it uh, if you just have to take a wild guess. Uh,. They put all the Infinity Stones back at the end of uh, Endgame. Ooh, that is a good guess, but alas. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. They have to put Boo back where she came from. Oh, I wouldn't have thought of that one. <laughs> hey, Boo. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next one. Two movies that this one sentence could apply to. This one I think you'll get. It's Dad All Along. <laughs> Okay, it's dead along. Uh, well, one of them could be, and it's probably not on there, but the Santa Claus. It is who not knew? the Santa Claus. I know, I know it's not, because why would it be? But who knew? <laughs> hey, man, it was my dad the whole time. Think about one of your favorite franchises of all time, probably one of the most popular science fiction franchises. Um, That's Back to the Future. No, it's dad all along. Another name mm. for dad is... Father. Father. Papa. And who is a father that was... Oh, Star Wars, yes. There yeah. Empire Strikes go. Back, yes. There you I go. I need a little push in the morning, yeah. <laughs> now, the other one, again, not so uh, evident unless you really think about it. It's Dad all along. You're thinking, hello, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yep. That's a real good one. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. All right. One of two movies could go either way here's your sentence tony an unexpected pregnancy leads to a complicated situation knocked up knocked up is a very good guess i think that would apply sort of along the lines of one of these movies which is juno never saw juno but i know that had ellen page in it and uh, michael Sarah. it did it was done from jason reitman right it, it was now, Name dropping. now think of another movie where an unexpected pregnancy leads to a very complicated situation, especially if you're eating spaghetti. Man, <laughs> um, this makes me overthink the simplest things because I was thinking like three men and a baby, but nope. uh, no, it's not that, and it's not look who's talking. I, I, I mentioned spaghetti for a very specific reason. Okay, I don't know that one. Oh. I award you no points 
Yeah. And may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> Alien. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I haven't seen Alien in a long time. <laughs> An unexpected pregnancy leads to a very complicated Rip- situation. Yeah, Ripley. Oh, Ripley. <laughs> Uh, don't know if you've seen the second movie for this one, but uh, it is a very long sentence. I think you'll probably get the first one. Here's the sentence. It's a mouthful. Stole a loaf of bread, went to jail, given riches by someone, gained political office, took part in a rebellion against the government, has long-standing feud with a government official, ultimately influences his enemy to defeat himself with singing. I just picture Mark Hamill in so many different roles. Um, wow, that is so long. I'm not going to ask you to repeat it. Um, I don't know. I'll give you a it's hint. Just, that's, that thing is so long. The first one applies to a certain diamond in the rough. A diamond in the rough? Aladdin? Okay. <laughs> the second Sam, one. I'm glad you said it. I did hints. I'm sorry. The second one is a movie that I don't think you've probably even seen. I begrudgingly saw it just because Jesse was watching it. I'm talking Les Miserables. Oh, yeah. We did not gotten that last one. But uh, The Diamond in the Rough, you're right. Because it is like with Aladdin, that one does fit pretty damn good. Like The Loaf of Bread, I should have seen that coming there. Right. <laughs> All right, Aladdin. Oh. Uh, this one, okay, the first one, quite obvious, though maybe you can guess which of the series it is. The second one, the innuendo in this is almost disturbing. So uh, here's your sentence. Two guys go up a mountain and rings get destroyed. No, that's uh, Lord of the Rings. Well, that would be the uh, the third one. Which was? Oh, okay, Two Towers. The Fellowship of the Ring. No, that was the first one. Return of the King, but I'll still give that one to you. Yep. Now, this other one, again, not so obvious. Two guys go up a mountain and rings get destroyed. Uh, Think uh, the Joker meets Mysterio. Okay. Ah, ah, ah. Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's how you do. Give me two other characters. I can put it together. I could put. That's another weird to go back to the weird skill. I could literally take one actor and link them to another actor. I, oh, I just through other movies. For a little behind the scenes, uh, back in high school, we took a lot of pride in doing uh, six degrees of separation between two yes. very obscure actors and trying to do it in as few connections as possible. That's what sort of geeky nerdy guys we are. Yeah. We right. both have those skills, yes. I think we could fit a couple more in here. This one uh, is fitting with a single actor. Two movies. Tom Hanks' flight doesn't go well. Um, that would be uh, Catch Me If You Can? Nope. No? Oh, well, Castaway. Okay. That, that doesn't go well. And you say another flight? Was it The Terminal, where he just... He was in the terminal. That the that would be a, a good guess, movies. but that wasn't the flight itself. Think about because uh... that's why I thought Catch Me If You Can because of Pan Am, but it's not that. Um, you Apollo know, Thirteen. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I had to process. Process. <laughs> All right, and finally, this one is right up your alley. Before we head to the break, two movies, one line it could apply to: A clown comes to town, no one laughs. 
uh, It, or It Chapter 2, or the original It, or Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's another one, but uh, think about a, another movie that was referenced a little bit earlier. For clowns? Uh-huh. Oh, buddy. They, they come to town. It's not just It. There's more than It. Yeah, there's more than It. There's It and uh, from this Brokeback Mountain star. Oh, the Joker. The Bingo. The Dark Knight. Gotcha. <laughs> but I like but I like that one. <laughs> I think we had some fun with that one. Folks, when we come yeah, back, we are thanks headed for the hints. Otherwise, man, that would have that would have fell flat. Right. Well, when we come back, we are headed into our final segment, as we do every day. It is this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, we made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Mon- Monday, not Monday, Monday, August Monday. 24th. If you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Doozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I am the gatekeeper. Oh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to be the gatekeeper. No, no, you it. want to be the key master. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. It, it, it took me a while, and not until my teenage years, to realize to the uh, sexual that, yeah. innuendo there. But, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> it took me that, too. Gore. <laughs> in any case while you guys are there be sure to subscribe so you always oh, have the busters. latest episode leave a review let us know what you think and tell your friends because why tony sharing is caring <laughs> especially if like, you are the key master sharing yeah with i was actually thinking of like a dating profile <laughs> <laughs> will you be will you be my gatekeeper because i'm the key master i like it <laughs> I might do, too. I was thinking that in my head. That's why I was chuckling. (laughs) Well, folks, we are in the final segment of the show. As we do every day, we'd like to drop a little knowledge, hopefully make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History. This day! The stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. (laughs) I'm glad you're still getting a kick out of that. Christian Phoenix. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off with this day in the year 79. A 17. 17- oh, that's my favorite year. <laughs> not I have ten- a lot of favorite years, apparently. Not 10 years earlier. <gasps> no. Nope. Anyway, 79. a 17-year-old witnesses oh. the eruption of Vesuvius. Tons, <laughs> Yes, this day in, <laughs> in the year 79. Mount Vesuvius erupts, buries Roman Pompeii, and Herculaneum. 15,000 people die. Yep, and then later in life, Hansel will go on to hike it. Hmm. That's a Zoolander reference. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but he's sitting there and goes, hey, yeah, Derek, it's the time we just got done crime in Mount Suvius. <laughs> I forgot about that one. 
Yeah, Hansel, he's so hot right now. He is. This day in 1410, Rome is overrun by the Visigoths under Alaric I for the first time in nearly 800 years, seen as the fall of the Western Roman Empire. Yep, he would come back later to become a WWE superstar. Alaric? Alaric I? Roman Reigns. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right, all right. I see where you're going. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to find cheesy pop culture ties for you for these. This day in 1215, Pope Innocent III, boy, that's a uh, self-serving name, declares the Magna Carta invalid. Yep. Oops. Later again, he would realize that they're not all that innocent. No. Uh, here's, Pope Innocent the Fourth. Here's something we can uh, relate to, maybe. This year in 1349, 6,000 Jews are blamed for the plague and are killed in Mainz, also known as the Black Death. Uh, if they would have just did social distancing and wear masks, all would be well in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a... That was kind of a, a they, jerkish thing to say. They actually <laughs> did back then. That's where they had those weird, like, beak-looking masks. Oh, like the Slipknot one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this day in 1511, Alfonso Ribeiro de Albuquerque. No, just Alfonso de Albuquerque <laughs> of Portugal. I thought that was really his name. You fooled me. <laughs> Good, Well played, sir. Conquers Malacca, the capital of the Sultanate of Malacca. And he won it with by doing the Carlton dance, correct? Yes. I see the it's word. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. <laughs> I see the word Malacca, and all I want to say is uh, Mekaleka hi, Mekahiney ho. What's the magic word today? All right. A little late on that one. It delayed. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt your Jaime Jaime Ho. Like a like a Jaime Jaime Ho. Oh, this one goes to uh, <laughs> Wayne and Garth's favorite state. This day in 1682, Swing! Duke James of York, of York gives Delaware to William Penn. Let's go to Delaware. <laughs> yeah, Delaware. <laughs> All right. Probably the least referenced state in the uh, U.S., Speaking yeah. of moving on, this... I, I bet Delaware's quite nice. I wouldn't know. I'm sure it is. Uh, this day in 1787, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart completes his violin and piano sonata in A called K526. Wasn't that the name of uh, Elon Musk's child as well? That, that was the name of Elon Musk's child, and his theme song was, Rock me, Amadeus! <laughs> <laughs> uh, not every day you get a Falco reference on this show. Yeah, Falco? I'll talk about Mother Truck and Falco. <laughs> <laughs> that Bloodhound Gang song, so good. So awful, but so good. Uh, this day in 1831, John Henslow asks Charles Darwin to travel with him on the HMS Beagle, which I think we decided was an oversized Beagle that they rode like uh, uh, Falcor <laughs> in uh, The Never Ending Story, right? <laughs> yeah, a trip. Um, <laughs> I just only pictured like a big giant beagle. <laughs> Charles, would you like to go on one excellent adventure on me beagle? Come on, fella. Excellent. Goes <laughs> going off the rails, baby. <laughs> oh, 
It's, it's the end of the show. It's allowed to. This day yeah, in 1847, Charlotte Bronte finishes the manuscript for Jane Eyre. What took you so long, Charlotte? Jeez, we were waiting. <laughs> I'm glad on this day we could celebrate your hard-earned accomplishment. Now let's go ride a beagle. Jump on. <laughs> Come on, jump on here, fella. Here's a guy we have to thank for a few things. This day in 1891, Thomas Edison patents the motion picture camera. Thank God for that guy. Thanks, Thomas Edison. I mean, legit. Like, it, yeah. it's so crazy. I think we said that with the picture uh, when we talked about the cameras and how it used to have to, it took forever to take one picture. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fact that they discovered way back when how to capture uh, video motion and, and all that. And it's just neat. It's amazing. And, and now where technology is with, uh, you know, the, the fact that it's all digital and, and rarely uses film anymore. Oh, <sighs> yeah. It'd be a much more boring time without uh, that invention. Moving Absolutely. on. This day in 1908, Tommy Burns knocks out Bill Squires, not Billy Squire, in 13 for the heavyweight boxing title. Bill Squire S. Preston, you got knocked the drug out. <laughs> Excellent. I need to be not so like animated sometimes because I hit the desk and the camera freaking shakes. <laughs> Moving on this day, 1932, the first transcontinental nonstop flight by a woman is made by Amelia Earhart. Amelia! Oh, woo! Hey, Amelia Earhart. Uh, she is a personality here in Denver named after the same Amelia Earhart and is also an aviator. Well, there you go. The more you know. Very pretty lady. <laughs> In it's sports like history, that. this day in 1972, Gordie Howe and Jean Belleveau, I think I pronounced that right, maybe not, are inducted into the Ice Hockey Hall of Fame. And would later be a picture on The Simpsons when Bart would write love letters to Mrs. Krabappel. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever known of Gordie Howe was from The Simpsons, from that episode. Hey, there you go. And then finally... Finally, in this day, 1981, Mark David Chapman is sentenced to 20 years to life for the murder of John Lennon. What a piece of crap. I know. Ugh, big yeah. bummer. Well, folks, yeah. we've got a couple minutes left, about a minute 44. Let's get into some of today's holidays, just because there's Holiday. a number of them, and they're a little strange. So uh, the first Celebrate. one is Can Opener Day. It's a little bit of a oh. chicken or the egg. What came first, the can or the can opener? I'm taking the day off. It's can opener day. <laughs> Today is National Knife Day, which I guess oh. some people would use instead of a can opener. That's a, not a knife. This is a knife. <laughs> I, I, insert knife via digital screen. Today is National Pluto Demotion Day. It's the uh, day uh, that Pluto was officially denounced as a planet, rather a... Um, planet-like object i think they want to call it nah yeah it's stupid it pluto we grew up as a planet so i always would if you said pluto i think planet i so. do too or or the dog it is international hey, uh, pluto. international <laughs> strange music day oh yes let's listen to some weird stuff uh like some bagpipes i think i know a, i think i know a guy that plays some weird stuff at night <laughs> and finally and they're here this is a mouthful is international day against intolerance discrimination and violence based on musical preferences lifestyle and dress code so uh, <laughs> don't like your music so jump on the beagle and let's roll and celebrate can opening day show me a february face <laughs> 
folks, that does it for our show today. We will see you tomorrow on a Tuesday with a brand new show. Folks, enjoy your Monday. Have a great day.